anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back to Four for the Road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock, and it's just me tonight. Uh, what I plan on doing tonight is just giving you a quick introduction to the possibly three-part series, maybe just two, um, of our 1% history uh, recorded show, right? So if you guys follow the Facebook, you've seen that I put out the three main articles, um, and that's pretty much what I'm going to be going over here. Um, I just want us to keep a couple things in mind before we go ahead and dive into this this history lesson. Is that one? It is just that. It's just a history lesson. Um, I'm going to be name dropping some clubs. Uh, some are still around. Some are not, unfortunately. And I don't want anybody to take that as mine or anybody else on staff support for that specific club that is being name dropped. Uh, again, just a history lesson, and. We can't change the past. It is what it is. Some of these clubs participated in things, and that's what led us to the 1% moniker. Um, again, there's going to be some gaps in this. I'm going to cover the three main events that built the framework for the 1% moniker. Myself and Garage Beard Dave are going to go over gaps that I'm purposefully leaving in this episode to fill them in in more detail, have more of a dialogue about that. because uh, he, And he is much more knowledgeable on the gaps than I am. Um, on top of that, I want you guys to ask questions. Uh, hit us up in, in the inbox, right? Whether you follow uh, personal Instagrams or face, friends on Facebook, whatever. Fucking text messages if you got a phone number. Ask questions. If you have questions about this episode so we can either answer them or let you know, like, hey, just be patient because we're definitely talking about that in the next episode. Okay, so with that being said, let's just dive into it, right? So the first incident, what I like to call the building of the framework for the 1% moniker uh, is everybody's favorite. What, every, what, what is commonly believed to be the birthplace of the 1% moniker, which is the Hollister Riot in Hollister, California, Ju uh, July 3rd to the 6th, 1947. Now, this is the first AMA-sanctioned gypsy tour. Um, since World War II, obviously it makes sense. Uh, a lot of our boys that ride bikes were either drafted or they enlisted in the United States military to uh, kick the shit out of Hitler and uh, the Japanese fleet. Um, so good on them. You guys are fucking awesome. And America rewarded you with PTSD, no health care, and unfettered access to motorcycles. So. The Gypsy Tour happens in Hollister, California. There's about 5,000 attendees uh, that are not from Hollister because uh, the Hollister, the town of Hollister at the time only had about 4,500 residents. And they are mostly just small shop owners, farmers, uh, repairmen, stuff like that, right? Pretty small town. And they relied on this Gypsy Tour to help their economy, obviously, right? You get another 5,000 people, more than double what the size of your town is already. Uh, that extra money is going to help you out in the long run. That makes sense, right? So, um, but what comes with having such a small town, mostly farmers, everybody knows each other, uh, comes to this rather small law enforcement community, which I'm a big fan of. They only had eight law enforcement officers. That was seven beat cops and one police chief. 
um during these 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 uh events we'll call them right because i don't i don't like calling this one a riot uh there were street races there were broken bottles there were bar fights but there was only a total of 50 arrests right now out of the 9500 people that are there there are 50 arrests 60 injuries most of those injuries were part of the arrests right a lot of those were from bar fights they 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 called it an injury if a guy came in with a bloody nose that was an injury um and again a lot of people think that the Hollister is the birthplace of the 1% moniker um whether it was and i think the most common thing that i've heard is that the AMA came out and said well only 1% of these guys are assholes and that's not true the AMA didn't say shit about a percentage or anything to that sort until December of 1961 in their monthly magazine that they sent to dealerships. Um, and it was part of their best, put your best wheel forward campaign, right? And that's when the first time, again, they, that they put any sort of percentage into, you know, talking about how people conduct themselves uh, on motorcycles. And the quote was that 99% of motorcycle riders bring credit upon the sport doesn't say anything about one percent of these guys are dickheads or you know whatever um we also see the famous photo of eddie davenport in a borrowed two layer raiders mc jacket uh sitting on top a bike with all those damn broken beer bottles around him uh, i was posted in the san francisco chronicle it was posted in life magazine and there's still no quote about that Still didn't, uh, still didn't find one. And I challenge you to find it, right? Prove me wrong. This is me putting my research out there. Uh, hoping somebody can prove me wrong, right? Because we get better together is my motto. And if I'm slacking in some way or if I'm wrong in some way and I get corrected, now I'm better because of you. So help me out here, right? Um, but that was it. That was, that. We'll, we'll go ahead and call that the end of the Hollister incident, right? And then we're going to fast forward one year into the future, 1948, same weekend, right? Except this time, the stage is going to be Riverside, California, just a little little south there, uh, a little closer to my hometown. Uh, this was the 100-mile novice and amateur national championship hosted by the Riverside Bombers MC, right? Very similar to Hollister. You saw bar fights, you saw street fights, you saw racing, beer bottles, and all this other shit. But the big thing here is that the media now has um, a, a template to look back on, to replicate, right? So sex, drugs, violence, that shit sells, right? Nobody wants to hear about that fucking Boy Scout that helped the, guy, helped the old lady across the street. They want to hear about these bikers that are shooting at each other, these bikers that are fucking fighting each other and all this other shit, right? Um, that's just the unfortunate truth of human nature. So what we experienced this time, however, is that when the media go ahead and shit on bikers, uh, saying things like bikers descended upon this sleepy town of Riverside, California, atop fire-belching death machines with no other reason other than to cause havoc and incite fear. Direct fucking article quote there, by the way. Uh, what we didn't have in Hollister, we, we, we see here in Riverside, 
which was the county undersheriff, Roger Abbott, releases a public letter basically saying, hey, the media is kind of fucked up. They're blowing everything out of proportion. That's not what happened. Here's what happened. Right. And this is uh, this is another quote from Roger Abbott. You don't believe me? Go ahead and Google it. Right. So he starts off saying uh, that a business awning was torn down that was previously cited for being unsafe. A flashlight was stolen. Bathing suits were left in a public pool. A bottle was dropped off a second story balcony. A wallet was stolen. A city park ranger received a bloody nose for shooing bikers off of a bench. And a car was dented with the glass broken after driving through a crowd of motorcyclists. There was also one death credited to the Riverside riot. Um, the unfortunate part for the media trying to paint bikers as these horrible human beings. Um, they, they were just reaching at straws. They were trying to trying to grab anything that made it sound worse than it really was. And they found it with this. Uh, this this one with this one death um, was a single car accident that happened 100 miles away from the city of Riverside and it was traveling towards the city of Riverside. So again, single car accident, 100 miles away, traveling towards Riverside. There's no fucking way somebody in Riverside caused this accident, right? But they tried to blame it on the bikers. At the end of the day, the arrest total was 46. You had four for drunk in public. You had eight for drinking in public. You had three DUIs, nine for fireworks, 12 for disturbing the peace, one for assault, eight failures to disperse, and one for interfering with a police investigation. Now, I did find conflicting reports, but what I did find was that the interfering with a police investigation, disturbing the peace, and assault were all the one guy that punched the cop in the park. Again, I found conflicting reports on that, so I don't know, but I just wanted you to have the same information I had. Uh, but again, what the media doesn't tell you is that out of these 46 arrests, 12% of those were Riverside residents that did not own, at the time, did not own a motorcycle. So residents being dicks to bikers, I get it. Um, also by 2022 standards, there was less than a thousand dollars in property damage. If you add the awning that was torn down, um, the sheriff, the actual sheriff came in, uh, with some of his law enforcement officers and they told the bars and the shops, Hey, you're going to quit doing business with bikers, quit serving them alcohol, quit feeding them. Don't let them stay in your hotels, blah, blah, blah. And all these shop owners and bar owners were like, yeah, get fucked. They're, they're paying with money. So that's great. We're going to keep doing that. Um, and this is also where we see the picture, another famous picture of Terry Forkner, that Forkner, uh, sitting on the back of Fat Boy Nelson's bike next to Vern Autry. Now, what is unfortunate about this specific event is that that photo was used in so many different smear campaigns about bikers. Right. There were magazines that used that photo to um, or in their campaigns about um, venereal diseases, uh, loose women, any sort of like sexually transmitted diseases um, that those, those pictures were used in uh, religious material, not not necessarily religious material, but like religious organizations. Uh, we're using that photo about like you need to get your daughter into church so she doesn't end up like this. Um, and stuff like that, right? Which I think, like, in hindsight, I'm sure they may have thought it was funny. Um, 
I, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm not trying to speak for either one of them. Um, so then we're going to go ahead. We're going to fast forward one last time to October 1960. Tecate, Mexico. Uh, it's the GP, the, the Tecate GP hosted by the High Boots MC. This is another AMA sanctioned race. 3,000 Americans came to spectate. 500 racers came to race. People were camping out in Tecate, Mexico for weeks before the event because hotel rooms were already booked up. Again, very similar to the Hollister riot and the Riverside riot in the fact there were bar fights, street fights, street racing, all that kind of stuff, right? Shit happens. I get it. Big difference here is that the citizens went to their National Guard office or armory. It was like, hey, we got to stop this shit. This shit's bullshit. Can't have that. So they armed the citizens and... Even with the civilian assistance, the National Guard still only totaled 50 members um, to stop the bikers after shit got weird, right? After the fighting starts and all that other shit. Uh, they were forming human barricades to block off certain sections of the city, mostly residential areas, um, and then places that they considered sacred, like religious, uh, religious uh, locations, um, graveyards, stuff like that. So um, there was one biker arrested for all of this. There was one biker arrested, and it was for stealing a chicken, which he denied, obviously, but they took him to jail anyway. So his brothers decided that they were going to bust him out. Well, you can't bust out when, when you only got like 15 of you, when there's 30, 40 people in a, in a, in a jailhouse. You can't really just bust them out. So what do they do? You light the motherfucker on fire. And that's what the fuck they did. They lit the goddamn jailhouse on fire. While the police ran out, they all ran in. They fucking heave-hoed the gate open. They got the brother out, and they took the fuck off. Now, again, we see a trend here where we have the police chief coming out, releasing a letter. And he also, in, in a couple different Mexican newspapers, uh, had the same quote. Police chief. Jesus Huerta said that Americans were being drunk and disorderly and authorities had canceled the race due to the American disorderliness. He also said the first time that we see it, only 1% of the Americans caused the problems. So, kind of funny that a cop came up with that. I'm just saying. So, where do I get that? So, I see, I get that from. You don't see any pictures of the one percenter moniker patch in any variant um, until about 1961, 1962. El Forestero, to my knowledge, and, and I really hope somebody could uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, um, but to the best of my knowledge, the El Forestero Motorcycle Club has always had the one percent diamond in their center patch between the bars. They were founded in 1962. Tom Fugel states in an in a open letter, Right, that the one percenter organization was formed by the clubs that were there, and the clubs that were there were also at some of these other uh, events that I'm purposefully leaving out so we could talk about them later. Uh, but these clubs are the Hell's Angels Motorcycle Club, the Satan Slaves Motorcycle Club, and the Straight Satan's Motorcycle Club. So, what do we get here? 
right? So we have these three clubs that form this one percenter organization as a way to kind of distinguish, like, I see you, I, I view you as legitimate. Um, and then they would other, you know, move on to bring other clubs into that one percent organization that they felt were legitimate clubs was agreed on by everybody. Uh, but the kind of cool thing is, is you see different variations of the patch. You'll see just the outline of the number one, the percent sign, and then ER. You'll see the one percenter on a circular patch or an oval square. So when the Hells Angels switched over from the original patch that was more skinny and tall to the one that we see that's similar to the one that we see today, um, they all had the tall, skinny diamond, right? And then to keep it uniform, when Southern California switched over to that as well, they took off the ovals, they took off the one percenter outlines, and they all put on the tall, skinny diamond patch as well. Uh, uniformity moved across the nation, and then as these these organizations, they're already part of the one percenter organization, are bringing other clubs in. That's when you see the uniformity kind of trickling across as well. Now, am I speaking for every club? Absolutely not. I'm not speaking for any club at all. That's what I want to to make very clear. Again, not speaking for fucking anybody because this is a real touchy subject for a lot of people. I understand that. Um. Again, this is just stuff that's based on my research, stuff that I've seen. Um, and then, if you if you guys have any questions, please feel free to let me know. I'll tell you where I got my where I got this information from. Dave will tell you where he got his information from. Uh, how we cross referenced everything and all that. It's fine. So, I think that's it. Right, real quick episode, real quick little rundown. Hey, here's how it happened. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing a deep dive on this with Dave, uh, hopefully very soon so we can get this out for you. Cause I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to have questions or some comments. I hope they're, I hope they're good comments. I hope they're less angry comments. Um, but I know, uh, that pulling up some controversial shit like this, uh, when everybody, I, I, I say everybody, when a lot of people believe that the 1% diamond or moniker, whatever you want to call it was created from. 1947 Hollister riot and it turned out to be wrong I thought that for a long time as well so you're not alone and I'm not trying to uh, degrade anybody or anything like that I'm just trying to put information out there um, and again I'm just trying to get better together you know so hopefully we can start teaching people this um, and again last time I'll say it I promise because I'm doing this by myself if you guys got any questions, please feel free to hit us up. We have absolutely no problem sharing our research with you um, or or just kind of conversing with you or why we're doing it or how we did it or anything like that. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening to this quick episode. Dave and I will get the uh, part two, maybe even part three out uh, relatively soon. And hope you guys enjoyed it.